I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't even know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us. Man, I just watched the one of the silliest movies of all time, and I I forgot like how funny this movie is. We're watching Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me today. That's a.k.a. Austin Powers 2. I only own the second one. There's three. I love all three of them, but for some reason, I only own the second one. Uh, maybe it's a Heather Grand thing. I don't know. Uh, but, man, I love this movie. It, it I forgot how just fucking stupid it is, but it's stupid in the best way, and that's, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, that's that's what we're doing on the show. We're trying to be stupid uh, in the best way possible. I uh, hope everyone out there is doing well. I know uh, the last episode I said we were going to have a guest. Unfortunately, uh, things kind of fell through at the last minute for us. So uh, it's just me today going acapella. But good news, I am on unemployment now. That's right. The state of Massachusetts has recognized that I do not have a job. Uh, so let's get excited about that. Not I've been unemployed before, but I was only unemployed for like, I don't know, like oh, like a week or two. Uh, so this is going to be the first time I'm going to have like all this time on my hands. So uh, let's, uh, you know, this is going to be fun, but uh, we're, we're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to make the podcast a lot better. I've been talking to a lot more people recently about coming on the show. We're definitely going to have some more guests uh, in the future and coming down the road. We got... Uh, we got we got some solid movies uh, coming up. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little more in the podcast. Depends if you're good. Uh, maybe it depends if you listen to the end. I don't know. We'll make that a little challenge for you. Or you can just fast forward. I don't really care. Uh, so, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, came out in 1999, closed out the old millennium with a bang. Uh, one of the things that uh, I want to... One of the things I just thought was funny, rather, uh, just kind of going through all the credits here, uh, Jay Roach was the director of this, and Jay Roach is, he's actually a very accomplished uh, director, he's, uh, you know, he did the Meet the Parents franchise, he did all the Austin Powers movies, Uh, he's done the campaign, he did the Brink, which was, it only lasted one season on HBO, uh, but it was a miniseries with uh, Tim Robbins as the pres- as a senator or a congressman or something like that, and then Jack Black as a staffer. Uh, there's a couple other great people on that show as well, but very, very, very underrated show. Uh, only lasted one season. I think that's a, that might actually be the second time we've actually talked about it uh, on here, but if you have time, like I do, uh, on your hands, go look up uh, The Brink on HBO. It's a very, very funny show. And he's also gotten a little more serious in recent years. He did Trumbo in 2015, uh, which got a, an Oscar nomination for Brian Cranston. Uh, one, some, one thing that I saw, I found very ironic, was he directed uh, Bombshell, which came out last year. Uh, it's the movie with uh, Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie and Charlize Theron, and it's about the Fox News um, sexual harassment uh, stuff. It is a little ironic to see a guy like that make, and I saw it. It's it, it was really good. A little tough to watch. It's so ironic because just they're on two complete sides of uh, the spectrum when it comes to feminism. Now I don't really want to you know dive too uh, you know too far into that stuff. I'm probably not the best guy to actually uh, kind of get up get up here on my soapbox so to speak and lecture about that kind of thing. Uh, but you take Bombshell, which is female empowerment to the max. And then you get Austin Powers, which is women are uh, the, are the objects of uh, a lot of the jokes in the movie, and 
it's I, I just found it ironic that Jay Roach would you know he did this whole franchise and then he uh, goes off and does something like Bombshell. But hey, good for him, you know. There and he the Austin Powers movies are great. Bombshell is a great movie. Uh, so just one thing I found ironic. Uh, but the movie I I forgot how big the cast was and how many just fun characters there are. There's some uh, characters that I legitimately forgot about uh, that I was pleasantly reminded of. Uh, Obviously, Mike Myers is the leading guy here. He plays not only Austin Powers and Dr. Evil, uh, but he also plays uh, one of the... I'm I'm putting him in my Hall of Fame of obscure movie characters, uh, and that's Fat Bastard. (laughs) I 1,000% forgot about uh, Fat Bastard. Of course, I know all the quotes, like, get in my belly, and I'm sexy, and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But he's... He's one of the funniest characters of all time. The, the movie's full of. I mean, Austin Powers is up there, and uh, Doctor Evil. Not so much in this movie, uh, but he's one of the most iconic, uh, you know, comedic characters uh, in cinema, cinema history. But Fat Bastard, oh my god! I just, like I asked Brenna about this. We were watching the movie together, and I was cackling on my couch like I was I was I giggled probably through the first like 30 minutes of this movie but the first time they introduced fat bastard and like he's playing the bagpipes and all that shit I just I, I couldn't stop laughing uh but anyway uh but yeah Mike Myers I think he deserves a lot more credit uh for being a really good actor it's obvious he's at his best when he's doing characters you know uh like Austin Powers and Wayne and you know if you really just think about as far as his live action movies go, that's kind of like it. He, he has to love Gurr, which is whatever. Uh, but like he's best in when he's doing like obscure characters. I mean, Austin Powers is, you know, his performance for that alone, I, it should get him more credit than it deserves. Now, I'm not saying he deserves an Oscar uh, or anything like that, but I wish Mike Myers kind of like did more. Uh, I almost wish he wasn't a leading man because if, uh, so look at what he did. He did, uh, came off SNL and he did Wayne's World and Wayne's World's you know widely regarded as uh, one of the best skits slash characters to come out of uh, SNL and so he comes out uh, the Wayne's World movies are are a hit he does three Austin Powers movies they're all a huge success uh, and then he goes off into Shrek which you know it's a billion dollar plus franchise uh, so he's got all the money he needs you know, forever, uh, really, just off, well, it's really just a handful of characters, but he doesn't really pop up on that much nowadays. Um, obviously, there was that one incident uh, where, uh, during the Hurricane Katrina telethon, he was uh, on camera with Kanye West uh, when he said uh, that George Bush hates black people, and I don't know if that really hurt Mike Myers at all, but he doesn't really show his face in a lot of movies. He is an inglorious bastard, though, and he's great in that movie, and in Quentin Tarantino, one of the best things that he does is kind of plucks actors out of obscurity and puts them in fun roles, and he absolutely did that with Mike Myers. I wish we could see more of him, though. So I just want so I'm going through Mike Myers' IMDb page right now, and his last acting credit was in Bohemian Rhapsody, which I you know I'm, I I admit I, I saw it and I completely forgot uh, that he was in that movie, uh, but he was very good. It, it, like he kind of does. There's, there's very few movies where Mike Myers looks like Mike Myers. I'd say the closest thing is probably when he's Wayne uh, in the Wayne's World movies, but like 2018, he does Bohemian Rhapsody, and after that, there's honestly not that much. I mean, he's in something called Terminal, which 
I don't think it's a movie. The, I mean, he just kind of pops up in cameos and shorts and all that stuff, or 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 Shrek things. Like, okay, so he went from Inglorious Bastards in 2009, and the next feature he was in was, and the next feature he's in is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in 2018. So he he goes nine years without doing anything. And that's too long without Mike Myers. Like we. We missed out. And we've talked about, you know, the American comedy dynamic before. And I don't remember if I included this in that episode, but there was that like, kind of like, like the Mike, there's a, there's obviously there's other brands and then just like the frat pack guys and Judd Apatow guys. You also had the Adam Sandler crew and mixed in there, wedged in there. You had the Mike Myers guys. Uh, well not guys, but Mike Myers in particular. Um, but no, he did 2008. He had both the love guru and inglorious bastards coming out, uh, coming out. And after that, he was just done. Didn't do any, uh... Yeah, no, he didn't appear in any features. Shrek was done by then. They did a couple... They did a couple Shrek things, like Scared Shrekless, uh, Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular, Shrek's Yule Log, uh, Shrek's Thrilling Tales. So, oh, man, he's he milking the Shrek thing. Austin Powers 4 is supposedly coming down the, uh, t- down the pipeline, but who knows when that's actually going to happen. I feel like I've been hearing that for... Uh, well, since the last one came out. Anyway, that's a little too much Mike Myers. Uh, the rest of the cast, uh, Heather Graham. Oh, man. Oh, preteen, preteen Connor. Heather Graham, she, he, she's always going to hold a very special place in my heart. Uh, she, you know, I love her in this movie. Uh, I love, I think I, I, I had, I had a bigger crush on her after I saw her in Scrubs. For some reason, uh, she was she was in one like one or two seasons of it, and she's only just like a secondary character. Uh, but I had a big, I had a really big crush on her after Scrubs. Uh, then as I got older, I saw Boogie Nights, and when she's Roller Girl, and it's you know, hey Heather Graham, she's can confirm big time fan. Why don't you come on the podcast sometime, Heather? Uh, we the movie also has got a couple other names and faces you recognize a lot. Well, a lot of them really. It's a you know this is it's a big cameo filled movie. Uh, Michael York uh, plays Basil. Uh, he's if uh, he's in the entire franchise, but if you go back and look at what, something he did in 1976, there's a movie called Logan's Run. Uh, it's a really, really great sci-fi movie. Uh, go check it out. Read the book too. It was one, I think I got it assigned to me in like eighth grade or something like that, and I it was one of maybe like five or six actual books that were ever assigned to me that I actually sat down and read, and I really liked it. So go check out Logan's Run. Uh, Robert Wagner. Uh, and Rob Lowe, they play... I, I got a fun did-you-know about these two. Uh, later on, Seth Green makes another appearance. Mindy Sterling plays Frau uh, in this... Uh, the franchise, really. But Frau is... Like, for all the love that Mike Myers gets for his characters in this movie, Frau... I mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to say it. Frau's the funniest non-Mike Myers character in this franchise. Everything she says is fucking hysterical just that you know she's got that thick german accent she screams everything i there so when i was uh when i was playing football in high school uh our athletic trainer her name was desiree and desiree wasn't always super friendly with us uh she you know she didn't really enjoy being around the guys that much and part of the reason why she didn't enjoy being around the team uh was because someone on our team put two and two together uh that desiree uh, if you say it fast enough sounds like death ray and 
eventually every time uh, someone would get hurt in practice, uh, you just heard people yelling out, Fires of Desiree! <laughs> and Desiree, <laughs> Desiree would come on over, and we all just kept yelling, Desiree, Desiree, Desiree. Anyway, that's a little something uh, from my past. Uh, it's, the movie's also got Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Hurley, uh, Vern Troyer, R.I.P., man. A uh, little fun fact about Vern Troyer. I'm going to, this, this isn't a did you know, it's a fun fact. Vern Troyer, and again, R.I.P., uh, stands two foot eight and had to do all of his own stunts because there was nobody small enough to fill in for him. That's a really neat stat. <laughs> That's just a really uh, fun fact. And, and Vern Troyer, he's great in this movie. You know, he does exactly what uh, they tell him to do. And... Uh, he's got like he's got an entire fight scene with Mike Myers uh, in this, and the fact, and you know, a lot of actors, especially with stuff like that, they just get their stunt doubles to command, especially in comedies. Uh, but no, Vern Troyer, he uh, he had to do that all himself. So props to Vern Troyer on a job well done in uh, this movie and Goldmember. Another, uh, char- I forgot how funny uh, Will Ferrell's character was, Mustafa. Uh, he's the guy who, uh, hit, <laughs> his biggest pet peeve is that he can't be asked the same question three times. It's just a little, stu- it's almost like a little Monty Python bit, uh, almost. Uh, but then, you know, he, fought, he throw him off the mountain or something like that, and he breaks his leg, and you, can't, you just kind of hear him from the bottom yelling up for help, and he's trying to fix his leg, and it goes on for like a minute. Uh, and this movie does that a lot, where they just take bits that they're doing and they drag it out really as long as they can. Sometimes it goes too long. You know, that's the beauty of Austin Powers. It's, it's kind of like a, it's Mike Myers comes from a sketch background. He's, you know, he's a, he's a character actor and he, this movie is like designed to kind of like play to his strengths. You know, it's not, you know, plot scene, a scene, B scene, B and then like this goes into this and then this goes into that. It's like, no, it's just, it's a series of like recurring bits that like slightly move the plot forward. Uh, but, but you know, it's funny. Most of them, most of them are pretty funny. Um, obviously not everything works. I'm really not that big of a Dr. Evil fan. I've never really, like I get it. And it was funny when I was a kid and it's a PG 13 movie. So like, obviously that's probably who they're trying to appeal to, but like, Watching this movie with like a more critical eye, and I've seen like all three movies in the franchise, uh, you know, multiple times over the years, and just like Doctor Doctor Evil is just not that funny. Maybe it's just fatigue. Uh, and we've talked about we talked kind of talked about it on the Anchorman episode, uh, which you can listen to now. But like everyone's heard a Ron Burgundy impression, everyone's heard a Doctor Evil impression. You know, everyone's done the Pinky thing, and everyone's done the One Billion Dollars and all that stuff, and it's just like. It's overdone. Uh, it's but it's overdone, and uh, compared to Austin Powers and Fat Bastard, I think he's definitely the bottom of the three roles that Mike Myers plays uh, in this movie. And uh, one guy that I completely forgot was in the movie, uh, but was actually really funny. Uh, Tim Robinson plays the president. Uh, he's only in like two scenes or something like that. Uh, but there's one scene where he uh, there. Dr. Eve is threatening to blow up Washington, D.C., and Tim Robbins wants to nuke the moon, and uh, all of his generals and stuff are trying to stop him, and he's looking around, and he's like, what, would you really miss it? Would you really miss the moon? <laughs> and I completely forgot about that line, and I I, I laughed my ass off <laughs> during that scene, because Tim Robbins is just so, like, and he's also in The Brink. Uh, I think I mentioned that before, but uh, that, that other Jay Roach show, go back and watch that. For sake of time, I'm just going to kind of gloss over this, uh, but I think it's worth uh, noting. Uh, So there's a story about uh, the movie 
uh, particularly with uh, the character of Dr. Evil, uh, that Mike Myers uh, allegedly stole uh, Dr. Evil from Dana Carey. And I hope that that's not true. And I hope that so, so Mike Myers in interviews. All right. So I've, I, I saw interviews with both Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Uh, and Dana Carvey says that uh, the, the character is basically an impression of Lauren Michaels, uh, the producer of SNL. Uh, and it's just a Lauren Michaels impression. And they kind of turned him into this kind of like evil bad guy. Uh, and it was just a funny thing that they used to do behind the set and stuff like that. Uh, and then Mike Myers uh, supposedly took that character and turned it into Dr. Le- Dr. Evil, gave it a name and a face. Uh, and in other interviews, Mike Myers said, uh, well, yeah, it is. It's my impression of Lauren Michaels, but it's also an impression of another actor. He never specifies who the actor is, uh, but it's safe to assume that it's Dana Carvey. So it's kind of a bummer that, you know, maybe this is why Wayne's World 3 uh, never happened. Uh, I mean, Dana Car- his movie career never really took off. Um, he was obviously he's in Wayne's World. He had, um, oh boy, what was it? The Master of Disguise <laughs> uh, it was a very poorly reviewed movie, but uh, like ten year old Connor loved it. But yeah, I mean, that, I hope that's you know, I hope they've gotten past that. I'd love to see. I, I, I just hope that this isn't the reason like why we haven't like seen Mike Myers in a long time or at least we haven't been seeing him and he's just kind of stuck behind Shrek I, I, I don't know it's just a bummer like because he alright so think of the Wayne's World uh, sketches it's Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and then the movies Mike Myers Dana Carvey and then Austin Powers comes around and Mike Myers is able to like kind of his career kind of takes off and Dana Carvey's kind of left like in the dust he eventually did Dana Carvey show but it, that didn't work even though it had a great cast and everything but you know, what are you going to do? I just thought that was a cool uh, little backstory. I just wanted to give some input there, make people aware of it. And uh, let's get into the did you knows. Yeah. So every time I watch a movie, I go on IMDb and I go on uh, the movie's page, scroll down to the bottom. You can find did you knows. There's a lot of fun facts, uh, behind the scenes stories, uh, casting rumors, budget stuff, location, you know, shooting and stuff like that. There's just a lot of cool things. Uh, you can find on there. So I do that, uh, and I recommend you should do that too. Uh, so first one here, although the word shag is less offensive in the U.S. than most other countries, not all translated the title into something less raunchy. The Norwegian title of the movie is Spionin som Serpentmeg. I totally butchered that, but I'm not from Norway. You guys can fuck off. Which is a slightly dirtier way of saying... The Spy Who Ejaculated on Me. I need that poster. I need it now. <laughs> I, that's just so that's so funny. Because that almost comes off like... Uh, comes off. Uh, it's almost like a... That's an Austin Powers joke, almost. Uh, Alright, next did you know. When Heather Graham was asked to audition for the role at Mike Myers' request, she was saved from a porn career. Before she was called by her agent, she was seriously considering accepting a major part in a softcore lesbian movie after not having any meaningful offers in close to a year and a half. The first thing she did after getting paid for this movie was buy a copy of the porno in which she would have appeared. So this one I thought was pretty interesting because I feel like Heather Graham's career was kind of taking off at this point. In 19... So it said that she hadn't had any meaningful uh, roles in a year and a half. 
1996, she was in Swingers uh, with John Favreau and Vince Vaughn, uh, and she, she kills it in that movie. Uh, you know, easy to see how she can go off and become a star. Uh, and then bo- she had Boogie Nights in 1997. Boogie Nights I get just because it was like so like taboo, uh, and she played Roller Girl in that movie, and you know it's kind of easy to associate her with. Uh, porn after that, so a lot, but that didn't really affect anyone else in the movie. Mark Wahlberg, Don Cheadle, Philip Seymour Hoffman, John C. Riley, every Julianne Moore. If anything, everyone's career took off. Uh, it's kind of weird that Heather Graham would have to wouldn't be getting offers after that. There's other she has other off like roles. I know she's in Scream Two, I believe at some point, but uh, but she had been acting professionally since 1984, so she was a child actress and kind of came up and. Uh, I guess you could call this her big break, but at least from a uh, from like a franchise like blockbuster standpoint. But uh, glad that she didn't do that. Heather Graham, still love you, always will. And our uh, final, did you know here? Uh, Rob Lowe's impression of Robert Wagner. Uh, they play the older and younger versions of Number Two. Uh, Rob Lowe's impression of Robert Wagner was developed several years before his appearance in this film. In fact, Lowe dated one of Wagner's daughters. If you have time, which you do, go down the internet and just go into the rabbit hole of, like, bad boy Rob Lowe stories. He's such an interesting guy <laughs> uh, from taking off in the 80s and compared to, like, like Rob Lowe to me is Chris Traeger uh, from Parks and Rec. Like, that's the most I've seen him. I know he's been in movies forever and he doesn't age and that's kind of the running joke. He worked with Mike Myers before in Wayne's World, so it's obvious why they wanted to bring him back for this one. Uh, but Rob Lowe's just such like he seems like he's good now, but he used to be a total dirtbag. Like there's some, I think there's something out there. Like he's got some like sex tape with like a 15 or 16 year old girl or something like that, and just a raging cokehead uh, and all that fun jazz. I'm I'm glad Rob Lowe is doing well now. Uh, Parks and uh, Parks and Rec's doing some kind of a reunion show coming up. Uh, so I'll be tuning into that. And uh, final segment here, we rate the movies on a scale of one to five hazmats. And this one, it's a little tough for me to call because like in my, I think this is the funniest Austin Powers movie. Um, it takes a lot of the jokes from the first one and a lot of the jokes used in this one are repeated in the third one. I think the third one's definitely the worst. This one's the funniest one. And then uh, International Man of Mystery is... is eh, it's good. It's good. Uh, but I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, just because I know... The movie does run a little long. Not all the bits work. But the bits that do work are absolutely hysterical. There's just so many great characters. Uh, like, you know, Dr. Evil, Frau, Austin Powers, Fat Bastard, Mini-Me. I'm sure there's Mustafa, Will Ferrell's character. Uh, and just some of the bits, like the like the flying dicks thing, uh, they do at the end with the rocket ship flying through the air, and they're just you know like, hey, what's that? It looks like, and then they cut something else. So uh, I, that's always been my favorite bit in the movie. Uh, but maybe, hey, maybe now it's uh, Tim Robbins. Like, would you miss the moon? Would you? Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Um, Please follow us on social media. You can find us at Quarantine Mapod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can also like and subscribe to this podcast wherever uh, podcasts are heard. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Tony's doing great, by the way. Uh, we're still waiting on a movie dog uh, so that Tony can come in and be our movie dog correspondent. Uh, have him give on t- give his takes on some of the, the dogs in the movie. And also, hand up, the other day, I just completely forgot to post it. There's a new episode 
uh, <laughs> I completely forgot to post it there something about Argo. Uh, so my solution to that was to uh, put a picture of Tony and a picture of Ben Affleck, who plays a character named Tony in Argo, uh, put them side by side, and, you know, which Tony's better. That was my solution to just completely forgetting uh, about posting about my own podcast. And on that podcast, I literally said, I'm going to start taking this more seriously. We're going to step up to the next level. And less than 24 hours later, I forgot to post the fucking episode <laughs> on social. So we're off to a hot start here. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about The Aviator. Uh, and it's got one of the all-time social distancing scenes, so I'm uh, looking forward to uh, talking about that. Thank you all again for listening. Hope you had a good time, and remember, don't be a hero, stay inside, and watch a movie.